0: Hi, this is Pastor Tom and I wanna welcome you back for our look at Psalm 41 to 45 this week. Day three means we're looking at Psalm 43. And when you look closely, you see pretty quickly that Psalm 43 is meant to be read together with Psalm 42. They are actually part one and two of how to deal with a downcast soul. You, You can see this very clearly when you look at Psalm 43, verse five, which repeats the same words that we saw twice in Psalm 42, verse five says, why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God for I will yet praise him, my savior and my God. So obviously these two Psalms are meant to be sung together. Remember, the the, the Psalms are songs. They they are the song book of Israel. So these Psalms are meant to be sung together. And in Psalm 42, we saw the need for us to recognize our thirst for God to remember the faithfulness of God, to put our hope in God, to let the depths of who God is call to the depths of who we are. In Psalm 43, we're given a prayer to pray when your soul is downcast. Listen to verses 2 and 3. You are God, my stronghold. Why have you rejected me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? Send forth your light and your truth and let them guide me. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell. This very short prayer reminds us of four things that our soul needs when it's downcast. When your soul is downcast, your soul needs a stronghold, your soul needs light, your soul needs truth, and your soul needs a holy mountain. First, your soul needs a stronghold, and God is your stronghold. A stronghold is a place of security. A stronghold is a place where no enemy can reach you. Now, because the circumstances in the psalmist's life were not working out as expected, they felt like their stronghold had been stolen from them. God, why have you rejected me? Why do I have to go about mourning? But the truth of the matter is, God is your stronghold, and there is no enemy who can ultimately reach you, because our our life is more than our present circumstances. Yes, the circumstances now might be going wrong. And even the circumstances, I hope this is not true, but it may be true that the circumstances of the rest of your life, you might have to face something that's going wrong, but God is still your stronghold. Through this life and all the way into eternity, a place of security where in the end, no enemy can reach you. So you can depend on God as that stronghold. And you might need to enter that stronghold right now if your soul is downcast. And recognize, I'm not going to find the strength I need anywhere else except for the protecting presence of God. A downcast soul needs a stronghold. Second, a downcast soul needs light. And God is light. So God can give you the light. Many times when our soul is downcast, we begin to look for some kind of light that can make us feel better. So we look to the light of understanding. If I could just understand the circumstances or understand why this is happening or even understand what God is doing in my life through this, if I just had that light, or or we look to the light of relationships, if I could just get the right people in my life and we we could say the right thing or have the right discussion or even have the right enjoyable experience, that would bring me some light. That would lighten my mood. But sometimes, many times, the light of understanding, the light of relationships is not enough. You need God's light to flood your soul, a kind of light that you can't find anywhere in this world, a light that's above and beyond your circumstances and even relationships. A downcast soul needs God's light. So you say, God, uh, I'm not seeing right now. It feels very dark right now. Would you flood my soul with your light? Now, the floodlight I hate to tell you, it may turn on slowly, like a dimmer switch coming up slowly. It may come on all at once. I pray that happens for you. But most of the time in my life, it's been like this dimmer switch that slowly but surely, God's light begins to dawn on me. A downcast soul needs light. Third, a downcast soul needs truth. Send forth your light and your truth and let them guide me. You need God's truth in your life right now. When your soul is downcast and people know it around you, everyone has a truth for you. And some are true. Some are God's truth, but a lot of them are people's truth because they care about you, uh, because they want things to be better for you. Uh, Sometimes, let's be honest, they're tired of you being downcast and they just want you to be better. And so they, they have all these truths, do this or do that, or I tried this or I tried that. And some of them might be helpful. Some of them are very helpful. But you need God's truth. You need to find God's truth in what people are saying. The truth will set you free. And the truth, God's truth, will also lift your soul. And again, it's usually a gradual process that that truth lifts your soul. And then finally, he says, a downcast soul needs something else. A downcast soul needs a holy mountain. Now, this holy mountain, that's the place where God dwells. The holy mountain specifically that he's talking about here, was the place where God's tabernacle was located, the place of God's presence for everybody who worshiped throughout Israel. And one of the reasons that the writer of Psalm 42 and 43 was so discouraged, was so downcast, was they couldn't get to Jerusalem. They couldn't get to the tabernacle. They couldn't get to the place of God's presence. They felt cut off from God's presence. They felt cut off from the holy mountain. Well, I wanna remind you, that as believers today, God lives in us through his Holy Spirit. We don't have to go to some city or some building to find God's presence. We can always enter into God's presence. The COVID-19 crisis kept believers from being together in the church building, but neither can it or anything else in all creation have the power to shut you off from God's presence because God's presence isn't in the building. God's presence is in you. You can go to God's holy mountain wherever you are. You can go to God's holy mountain right now. And verse four reminds us of a couple of other truths about this holy mountain. It says, then I will go to the altar of God, to God, my joy and delight, and I will praise you with the harp, O God, my God. So obviously his soul is starting to lift because of the presence of God. What does he say to us here about this holy mountain? I'll go to the altar of God, he says. The holy mountain is the place where I recognize where I'm forgiven. For them, they had to go to the altar and make sacrifices. Jesus already made his sacrifice for you. So you can go to the holy mountain right now and recognize in a fresh new way that you are forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ. And if Satan is battling you on that, recognize that the cross is greater than any other power. You are forgiven. Go back to that cross, that place of forgiveness. It's also the place where you recognize that God is your joy and delight of all the things we can delight in this in this world, all the things we can find joy in, everything else is a false second compared to the greatness and the goodness of God. He specifically says here, I will praise you with the harp, O God, my God. I don't wanna say you have to learn to play the harp. Maybe some of you know how to play the harp. That's good, go play the harp right now. What I do wanna say is a downcast soul often needs to sing songs of praise or listen to songs of praise and you say, well, wait, my soul is downcast. I don't feel like singing. That's why you need to sing. Now, I'm not saying you have to sing happy, happy songs. I'm not saying your soul is downcast and you have to sing, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. I am not saying that. (laughs) Find songs that sing the truths that meet you where you are and sing those songs of truth to God, because a downcast soul often needs to sing songs of praise. Now, As we end this two-day look at what to do when your soul is downcast, I want to go back to verse 5. It's those same sentences that we've read three times in these psalms, but this time as I read it, I'd like you to focus on a word. Focus on the word yet. Verse 5, why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. You may not now be praising him, but as his child, you will yet praise him, yet in the future, in God's future, in God's promise. So I want to encourage you, don't confuse your now with your yet, because God's yet is greater than your now, and God's yet will last longer than your now, and God promises that his yet will replace your now. With that in mind, let's pray together. And thank you, God, that whatever condition our soul is in, we know that your promise will never fail us. Even if we feel like it is failing us, your promise will never fail us because your promises are greater than our emotions. They're greater than our feelings. And so we hang on to that yet, right now. That day when we'll be lifted out of the circumstances and the discouragement that we're in right now, but even more that day when we'll be lifted to be with you in eternity, We will yet praise you, our Savior and our God. We trust in that, in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for walking through these days of what it means to face discouragement in our lives. Tomorrow we're going to turn the page and we're going to look at how to trust God in victory and how to trust God in defeat.